another episode of Connecting the Dots podcast. My name is H.F. Mason. I'm a general surgeon and chief medical officer at Baptist Memorial Hospital DeSoto and chief quality officer for the Baptist system. And hey, everybody, I'm Jake Lancaster. I'm an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. And guys, today we are so excited to have another returning guest. Uh, we always like it when we have a returning guest. That means we uh, we didn't scare them off the first time. But today uh, <laughs> we are happy to have uh, Tilo Schwartz back with us. He he uh, was on the podcast several months ago when we had our uh, four part Kata series, and he's back today to uh, talk about his new book, which is called Giving Wings to Her Team. It, it is actually a business novel, and we're excited to hear about that. Tilo is calling all the way from Stuttgart, Germany, uh, and uh, he is a leadership coach, author, and co-founder of the Campus for Leaders at the University of uh, Ansbach, which is near Nuremberg, uh, Germany. Tilo, once again, I know it's a little bit later over there, but but thank you so much for being with us. And um, just just to recap, tell us a little bit about th this podcast is about uh, continuous improvement in culture. Tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, continuous improvement. Sure. Hey, Jeff, thank you very much uh, for welcoming me again. Good to see you both. Um, so. Well, I worked at a power to manufacturer uh, for 10 years here in Germany, a company going by the name of Festool. And uh, I was the plant manager there for a, a couple of years. Uh, when I started there, uh, Festool was well into their lean journey. So my initial expectation was this is this is going to be cool. This is going to be easy. Uh, you should take the job. And um, I soon realized uh, that I was wrong <laughs> um, because we were kind of realizing that, of course, um, being on the lean journey for quite a while, implementing lean tools, uh, works as long as you focus on implementing tools locally, uh, running workshops, running projects. But what we also realized is that uh, it's very hard to maintain what you've achieved in such workshops. And especially if you try to spread things, uh, it's get, it gets harder and harder and things to uh, start to, to roll back. Uh, so that was one of our questions. How can we um, make our continuous improvement more sustainable? Uh, how can we gain more speed? And then kind of a second question, a more personal question for me at the time was because I, I was quite young uh, and my team was um, half of the team was older than I was, uh, much more senior in the company, much more experienced uh, with the technology and things. So I was just wondering how would you um, what would be a way to lead this team? Um, and that's when I met. Mike, Mike Rother, um, around 2006, 2007, probably. And um, he he uh, was into his research uh, about Toyota Kata and um, how managers at Toyota uh, kind of combine uh, continuous improvement, developing people and managing the system. So kind of, you know, combining daily management and developing people and the system. And uh, he shared with me uh, his his thoughts on how we could build a light a similar system in our own companies, not com not copying it, but how could we build that? And um, basically, he had um, an an overhead slide uh, in a big big folder, ring folder, um, no PowerPoint at the time, 
um, with a couple of questions, a set of questions. And um, I guess you two are quite familiar with these questions. Uh, today, they're called the coaching kind of questions. And um, so basically, that was um, was our start. So I took these questions. I asked my, can I have a copy? And and I said, well, this what you're researching here matches the discussion we have in the management team. How can we, you know, get continuous improvement, more continuous? How can we involve more people? And how can we as managers, which took us a while to understand, step back from telling people what to do and rather enable them so they can find their own way, explore and and um, voyage out into the into the unknown. Um, and then then we started from there. That's that's how the practice started. So so prior to when when you became plant manager at this power tool company, which had implemented some of the lean principles, you know, continuous improvement, respect for all people, but you guys weren't actually using Kata at that time. So you 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 met you met Mike, and I don't even know if it was called Toyota Kata or Kata at that time. Uh, it wasn't. It, it uh, that was pre pre the first book. Um, so, so my team and I, we were were lucky enough to uh, to be part of the research. So Mike invited us, and because it matched the discussion we had at the time, uh, to kind of exper- experiment with the second research question, which was how can we develop a similar way of of leading people in our companies. Um, so that's how we got how we got started. Yeah. So. So, Tila, I want to dive into the book a little bit. Um, so this is a, a, a fiction work. A lot of a lot of books have been written about Kata and about Lean that are, are nonfiction. Um, tell us um, why you decided to go um, with the fiction type. Well, there's there's a couple of reasons. Um, and the, the book started many years back with a series of articles in a German uh, Lean magazine. Um, and and reflecting on that now, I think my main reason was because nonfiction books tend to be perfect. They can, or they describe a perfect state. Okay, so this is how you do it. Um, mm-hmm. And and to be honest, this is this is not what I experienced. Uh, we made <laughs> many mistakes. Okay, we made yeah. many mistakes. And and for me, kind of the 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 secret sauce to becoming a better coach is setting out and staying on the learning journey and learning is you make mistakes and then you adapt and and you kind of pivot at times and then then you learn new things so i i I think a fiction book um serves that purpose better because um jeff and i we want to uh, we want to invite people to start their learning journey of their own uh, we want to invite uh, leaders and coaches that say, hey, I want to work on myself, how I lead my team. Um, and and we want to show what maybe a learning journey could look like. It's it's probably a bit um, accelerated. Uh, it's it's not years in the book, but it, it took me years and, and I'm still learning. And and that is the cool part. And I think that a, a, a story transfers this underlying notion better and then of course there's you could say there's a second message with that um i think we've been talking about scientific thinking for quite a while now um but still i think we we often fall into this trap of implementing an idea uh we have you know some new software we want to implement the company we have some idea for a 
management KPI board or something. And then we just say, okay, this is the plan we're going to implement. Um, and I think it's, you know, I often say you introduce CADA with CADA. It's kind of scientific thinking through scientific thinking. And that's, I think, the second message um, behind the story. Why is it a story? Because it shows everything is a learning journey um, and it could be your learning journey as well. You know, you're talking about um, nonfiction business books. <clears throat> the only one I've ever read was The Goal. Um, and, you know, that's a that's a pretty famous um, business fiction book. And uh, but I will tell you that I'm. I'm much more likely to read a novel about the theory of constraints than to read a textbook. And and so, you know, I think I think there's a lot of utility in the in these nonfiction uh, nonfiction books that, that that tell a story, but at the same yeah. time or, or it's teaching teaching the reader. I mean, I think. Yeah, you've talked about the goal a lot, HF, and I think, you know, we as humans, stories stick with us a little bit more than just straight facts. Um, you know, I've read a lot of nonfiction books, uh, but I can much more easily recall the fiction books um, just because, I don't know, we're, we're a, a race based on storytelling and that's kind of how we evolved and i think that's that's the reason why these sorts of things stick with you is, is that another reason why y'all decided to go with this um this approach certainly we memorize stories better i mean this is an ancient concept um of course there's also the side that stories kind of speak to a different part of our brain they kind of shortcut our rational analytic approach um and and certainly telling the story i hope will will help people to remember better but i'd say this is not the main purpose the main purpose is to really explain and show the learning journey uh how that how that went um and and how a manager a young manager uh kind of ooches her way through or towards her 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 challenge where she says i want to lead my team in a different way than i'm experiencing it in the company i'm working at yeah. So can you give us uh, the Cliff Notes synopsis version of, of the plot of the book? Just, um, you know, what what is a young manager uh, essentially is discovering Kata and then then what else happens? How how does she grow? Well, you, you, I, you can read the backside of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know. I, I mean, there is. um. Well, maybe I should have told you this before, but um, when you write a book, you put everything into the book, okay? And then, yeah. then you get to this podcast, and then somebody says, hey, can you summarize the book? And you're like, no, no. I've, go out and write it down. I can read least, a part if you, know, you want. What, what is the, the giving wings? What is the significance of the title? Okay, so um, now... Often people ask me, so uh, thinking about um, CADA, um, what's kind of the make or break thing? Um, and maybe there is not just one, okay? So like if, if you if you start working with a team or in a company, that question sometimes com comes up, okay? So how many make it, okay? That's set out on the journey and, and what's the make or break thing? And, and I often put it this way, from the managerial perspective, from the manager's perspective, uh, for me, 
Kata comes down to a very personal question, and that is how do you want to lead your team? Is it about you or is it about your team? Is it about your ideas or is it about enabling your team to kind of, you know, exceed what they expect of themselves and maybe what you expect of them they would be able to do? And that is what the title is about. So it's about, um, so the main character, Denise, she has this desire. I want to give wings to my team uh, because the team she starts with, she realizes um, they've been basically following commands for a very long time. And although that is not the way we're born, over time, if we have this experience often enough, uh, we, we respond with a compliance pattern. Okay, you tell me, I do. I'm done. What should I do next? And 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 that kind of is is the total opposite of what Denise has in mind. And and basically the title summarizes her desire. I want to give wings to my team. And and I think this is this is also the main message. It's about um, not having all the recipes. Okay, so the book has lots of rep recipes, but it's it's like with with any book. It's not all the recipes. It's the invitation for you and the readers to set out on their own learning journey. If you have this desire, hey, I want to give wings to my team. Let's talk about and, and you know, I'm sure some of this, you know, you bring in your personal personal experience into the book. And, you know, what what's the main character's name? Tell me. Denise. 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 And, and Denise comes in and she she's wanting to implement these changes but maybe getting some pushback or some 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 barriers and obstacles from her superiors tell us tell us about that and how important it is to to have senior leadership buy in to any of these new improvement uh projects improvement tools uh improvement concepts and cultures that uh, that you're trying to uh, implement so there is a lot of this in the book where Denise faces um, challenges, um, opposition from different management levels in the organization. Uh, her her direct boss um, is supportive as good as he can, but he's kind of you know in in the middle there in the in the grind. And of course, needs to deliver as being the plant manager uh, needs to deliver numbers. Um, so he's always torn between um, letting her experiment and on the other side, I think Denise, hey, <laughs> we need to we need to deliver now. Um, and then there's other characters, just like in in a typical company um, you would you would find. And certainly from a transformational standpoint, um, management behavior shapes a company's culture because it, it directly influences how people think and act. Um, so it's highly desirable to have a top-down, not only buy-in, I think this is what you're talking about is, is really a, you know, being, being involved, acting, because we're, when we talk about leaders as coaches and scientific thinking, we're talking about this dual purpose of the coaching kata, which is not only helping people to achieve a goal, but at the same time develop this habit of naturally thinking in a more scientific way through a consistent management behavior on all levels. So yes, I agree. This is this is 
super. This is, I mean, th this would be super. Now, what I realize and and what I've experienced, um, and that's why it's written in the book the way it's written, is that often you won't have that. So people say, hey, but but my top management is 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 not doing what what they should be doing. They're not coaching. And that can, in my experience, can easily kind of hold back people. And and so so the second the message I always give and, and because I've experienced it myself is that. Of course, it would be best if we have the top down approach, but don't wait for the world to change. Start changing the world for you, team. Uh, you can yeah. make it happen. No, that's, that's very well said. And I know a lot of writers uh, draw inspiration for their stories from their own lives. How much of the scenarios in the book comes from your own experience? Um, similarities with real existing people and companies are pure. Um, what? How do you put this in English? Incident or? <laughs> much <Yeah. laughs> so, so. Well, no, no. I. Um, there's, there's, of course, there's lots of my experiences in there. Um, I guess I've disguised yeah. them well. Uh, yeah, I hope. names have been changed. <laughs> the names yeah. have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, let's put it this way. Yes, there is, um, there's lots of stories in there or situations in there I've experienced myself or I've seen others experience on the in, over the years. Um, I think the main part here is that this whole learning journey is part of my personal story. I mean, when we when I when I started practicing improvement kata and coaching kata, I was very young myself. Plus, there were no books. We didn't have anything. And we were kind of, you know, experimenting our way um, towards what we nowadays have and, and can use to help people like the starter kata, the Toyota kata practice guide and, and, and other things. And I I've I realized looking back how important this journey was. I think that is kind of one of the the keys. Make it a journey of experimenting and learning. Use use the recipes. Start with the recipes. Awesome, uh, but don't expect the recipes to do the whole job. Sure. Have you, Taylor? Have you written other books? I, did, I do. Fiction? Yeah. What I have. Tell me. T tell me what's harder. Fiction um, or nonfiction? Well, I'm an engineer, so okay. um, fiction is harder. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and um, I can imagine some days you wake up and you're like, okay, all right, what, what's Denise going to do today? Or what she, you yeah. know, you, you know, does it does it change or did you have it really neatly outlined? So um, the the book went through a process of, I think, five years. Um, well, let me. Let me check here. I can. Yeah, it's it's probably five years. Yeah. And until since the articles. So basically we I, I wrote these articles in German, then. Um, we put them together into a, a first book, a German book, just just a collection of these articles. Um, then Mike said, hey, we need this in English. So I translated it in English to English, uh, then uh, found a publisher, um, then kind of thought about how to make it into a book. Then the pandemic happened and I, well, I, I put it aside. And then uh, 
Jeff came on board. Um, so there was the book and Jeff came and then we re rewrote the whole thing. Um, and then after Jeff was done, uh, we had a professional lecture going through it and, and rewriting stuff. Uh, so one more time. So basically it was a up and down of, of rewriting the book and um, well, to write a probably any kind of book, you uh, you need endurance, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, what did you learn from writing the book? So it's um, well, I think my my um, number one personal learning, and that is just related to the the way I am and and how I usually do stuff, is that uh, especially in a fiction book, less is more. Less is more. Okay, so with every with every you know rewrite, we were cutting away stuff, and and um, kill your darlings. I think is what they yeah, say, for, right? Uh, you gotta. Kill your darlings. Yeah, <laughs> it's, Leo Tolstoy should have learned yeah, that yes. less is more. Which is quite hard because you think this is so important in the whole story. OK, so you're like, hey, this, yeah. is, this, this needs to be in there. And then I I finally said, OK, so if, if this is going to if this is going to work, I need to step back. OK, so I need to let Jeff cut whatever. And then I need to let Sophia cut what, what, whatever. OK, and and. Yeah. It's not about me putting back stuff in, you know, like when I when I do the the, the read uh, and say, oh, this is missing. Let's put it in again. Uh, just just cut it out. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, you know, I'm going through or went through a similar process. I'm trying to write a fiction book um, and I had an editor look at it in March and basically told me I'm a terrible writer and I wasted my last five years. Um <laughs> So I, I did not have the endurance that you just spoke of, but I got a lot of the same advice about what to cut. Um, but I'm going to take a different approach and just self-publish it so I can get it off my plate and move on with my life. But and, and, and I'm very have... proud of you for really going through and editing because I could not have rewritten the whole thing well, after five and years. And Jake, now we have this thing called Chat GPT. Yeah, <laughs> I've, spit. believe me, I've used it. I've used it. Yeah, a much better writer than I. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, listening, listening to you, maybe I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, coming back to your question, what did you learn? So, summary, my learning is writing a book is not about sharing what you know. It's about taking the reader on a journey of learning. So if you yeah. this totally flips the thing, because we usually when 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 we write a book or at least at the first or second book, we want to share everything we've learned. That doesn't make sense because then you're giving people the finishing point and they, they cannot comprehend. So it's all about taking them on this this journey through the book. Yeah, well, it's a journey for you, too, though. I mean, did you learn anything new about lean and kata through writing the book well putting it in the book um probably not so much but the learning definitely happened when i wrote the articles and because these were many of these early articles uh which already were with the story around denise um were 
inspired by real experiences, either experiences I had or experiences I saw other coaches have, or maybe a question somebody asked and we start discussion. And then maybe I, I was at a workshop or some at some company. And then on my way back on the train, I would write this article because of, you know, what had just yeah. happened. So, yes, um, the articles for me were kind of a way of reflecting and on my learning and condensing it. And and I. I think writing is a great way to do that. Um, there's there's no other thing than than writing to put your you know to put your thoughts and what you've learned into in into a more specific form. Yeah, and, and showing you what you don't know, you thought you knew, and you don't really know as yes. well as you thought you did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Tilo, based based on your experience, uh, do you think there are more fiction books on the horizon? Is 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 Denise, is she going to try to implement A3 thinking or eight-step problem solving? You know, do, do you see any – and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but in all seriousness, do you see more um, fiction books in the future? Possibly? You mean if, it's your question if I'm going to write another uh, fiction book. Is that your question? Sure, sure. Or, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, gotcha. Right now, this is the book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, – um, there's nothing like finishing a book that makes you never want to write again, right? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, so, so yeah, no, this is this is the book right now. And um, like on the book launch, I got somebody asked a similar question. I said, hey, yes, I I see I see more fiction books coming, but they should be written by you, the readers. Okay, so somebody should uh, so kind of take it take it from there and then share what you've learned. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Sure. Hey, Jeff, it's like asking somebody that just finished their first marathon if if you're going to run another one. That's right. Yeah, that, like, that, <laughs> those couple of hours right afterwards, they're like, no. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I mean, it's 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 the fifth book, you could say, if you include the Caladojo handbook. And yeah. um, so I don't know if I'm up for a sixth one. I don't know. <laughs> well, Tilo, but, 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 um, go ahead. Hey, Jeff. Here's here's one more thing because you mentioned eight step problem solving in A3 and I I um I, I know that was just a by uh, add on to your question but I'd like to to pick on that um definitely the I think there won't be a book on on A3 and eight step problem solving because it's actually already in here you know um and and that's maybe coming back to the question what is in the book so um, during our work at one point, Jeff Liker mentioned this very cool statement, and he said, at Toyota, there's never the tool without a coach. So if you do A3, you have a coach uh, because um, the tool gives the form um, and that kind of helps you to work through the certain steps. And it also shows the coach the thinking. But the coach brings in the thinking. And I mean, we've been all there, all there, papers, patient, um, asking people to fill in A3 or whatever form a company is using um, doesn't make the thinking better. Okay. Then on the other side, um, I always tell teams, hey, if you have a problem solving or improvement process based on a certain structure, don't throw it overboard. Okay. So it's, it's scientific thinking and coaching. So in a way, Toyota Kata is not replacing what we already have, 
but it's bringing it through li to life through doing it with a scientific way of thinking underlying it and and with the coach in there and and i think this is this is really really cool for um for lean in general uh, how do we bring lean to life and I think, and I've seen that happen, it's through adding scientific thinking with managers as coaches and, and keeping what we have, the structures we have. Awesome. Yeah. So Tilo, thank you for that, mentioning that. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. And, and Tilo, once again, thank you so much for, for being here. It, it's so exciting to hear about your book. Uh, folks, it's called Giving Wings to Her Team. It's available on Amazon at paperback, Kindle version. The only reviews so far have all been five stars. So congratulations. Absolutely. That's good. And uh, so go out there and, and buy it. I know I'm about to get it and, and, and read it. And Tilo, we uh, we wish you much success with your book, with your career. And uh, we look forward to um, having you on again to talk about that uh, that next book that you uh, that you published. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.